The next case for argument, 192842, Laith Shazi v. William P. Barr et al. Okay, and uh, that's Ms. Mr. Uh, Nielsen, correct? Correct, Your Honor. Good morning. May it please the court. My name is Jason Nielsen. I'm here on behalf of Laith Shazi requesting the court grant petition for review in this matter. Um, as an initial matter, uh, Mr. Shazi uh, was brought into proceedings. He came to the United States in the mid-90s uh, as a result of Operation Pacific Haven. He had previously helped the United States government and military in the first uh, uh, mission in Iraq. He's a native citizen of Iraq. He fought with the United States and um, was credentialed by the CIA. He has, as a result of his service to the country, uh, burns over the majority part of his body, face, arms, legs, um, and saw untold horrors on the battlefield. As a result, unfortunately, he uh, now suffers from severe PTSD, which led to eventually, uh, after being given asylum in Guam and and transported here to the lower 48, uh, he was uh, given asylum and ended up in a few criminal incidents uh, for which he is now uh, was lost his asylee status and now was ordered removed to Iraq. Uh, there are two bases on which we um, contend that this petition trip for review should be granted. One is on the Immigration Judge and Board's erroneous reliance on matter of GGS, which has been, uh, which is not a, which is a board decision which was eventually uh, reversed by the Ninth Circuit and has, which has only been relied on by uh, the board. And Counsel, also- let me interrupt uh, you. Has any other circuit addressed this issue? No, Your Honor. Uh, the matter of GGS. Now, th these have been around a long time. NAM is uh, 2007 and GGS is 2014, as I recall. Even the Ninth right. Circuit's case is, what, 16 or 17 or some such year? Uh, these have yes, all sir. been around a while. Yes. What's going on? Is, what do you think is going on in this case? And it pops up now in 2020, almost 2020. Well, NAM, yes, has been upheld by all the circuits. The issue with GGS is the mental health aspect, I think, is which is the distinguishing factor here, where the uh, the board is saying that mental health, it's carving out this exception that mental health cannot be considered uh, by the immigration courts in assessing the, looking at the dangerousness under the INA and in the particularly serious crime analysis. But it is considering all other aspects of the crime under Frances, Francescu, sorry about that, F R E N T S. T-E-S-C-U, um, there's a list of factors, and it's an individualized analysis in each and every single case. But for matter of GGS, uh, says you can look at everything but the mental health. That's assessed by the courts. And Are you I familiar with our Marambo case, counsel? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I don't remember even what was in your brief. Was it in your brief? Um, I believe it it was in my um, my 28J letter, you know, I believe. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. Yes. But, but regardless, we need to discuss it. Uh, 
What do you think it says about this NAN versus GSS and reconciling them? Well, I realize that, uh, I mean, with Marambo, um, I mean, I think, well, Marambo, I believe, if I recall correctly, we're looking at whether or not um, the exhaustion, was that with the exhaustion of remedies in the claim before the court, uh, and whether or not the, um, you know, in his, uh, that, I was, I was going to refer to Marambo, actually, in uh, the second part under the analysis on uh, the new uh, uh, availability of reviewing whether or not uh, Mr. Shazi has established that he has cat uh, relief uh, after the Supreme Court's decision in, in Nasrallah v. Barr, um, and whether or not he had uh, he did had um, filed a motion to reopen for regarding the new uh, previously unavailable evidence in the board's. Uh, uh, let, let me let me approach it a different way with you. Yeah. If you re just read GSS by the BIA, it sounds like NAM is what they're relying on. They cite it all the time. Yeah, every, they do. They yeah, do. regularly, every paragraph or two. It, it, so, have they in effect reconciled them, and should we then go by GSS? We should go by NAM. The, I, I still think the GSS when you're looking at its exclusion of the mental health issues. It's, it comes to a question on, uh, does that get Chevron deference as well? So are we giving the, the immigration agency Chevron, or Department of Homeland Security Chevron deference over questions of, cons of, of criminal claim, of criminal matters, of mental health issues? You know, the, the procedures in criminal court are significantly different in significantly different from the immigration procedures before the board. I think it was, uh, there's some, you know, there was a Supreme Court case matter of Esquivel-Quintana that came out of the Sixth Circuit. And then the lower, that when that was granted, there was a concurrence where, uh, I forget which judge in the Sixth Circuit said, but he had a concurrence descending in one part saying that the, the criminal statute shouldn't be given a, a Chevron deference because, of, or the analysis because of, it, you know, a statute's not a chameleon. It doesn't change from one to the other, whether it's civil or criminal. Um, it doesn't change its meaning. And while, you know, there's a, I think when the Ninth Circuit said, you know, G GGS is not, uh, it overturned it, it's, you know, there's a number of things that are done in criminal court and procedures that are followed with plea bargaining and burdens of proof and all these 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 questions that arise uh, that make the proceedings before a criminal court and the proceedings before an immigration court significantly different. And so when you have plea bargaining, et cetera, et cetera, and for example, even in this case, you know, you have a break in when Mr. Shazi was uh, pleading to what the immigration judge found to be a particularly serious crime, where his defense counsel said basically often you know there's an office off the record discussion because he was denying the verbiage that had to be stated uh there's an off the record discussion and then he eventually under you know very leading questions admitted to what facts were necessary for him to sustain the plea colloquy so while uh, you know, it's just kind of 
unfortunately, one of the ways things do is when we have a lot of uh, plea agreements in criminal court. So you're, you're taking out of that you're taking the decisions out of that without allowing the immigration judge to then look at the real mental health issue, which of the defendant slash now respondent who's being removed and to what was his mental health. I mean, and then, and then that kind of leads into something I also wanted to mention that there's a real, a real poison pill, I guess, for an analogy in the, the immigration judges, uh, decision at uh i think it's at uh page 285 in the record where she says she's gonna give she she finds him not credible a not credible witness uh except she does give him credibility with regards to what happened to uh happened to him in iraq back in the mid 90s and then he has blackouts etc in throughout his what he describes as blackouts throughout his testimony he can't recall things and there's inconsistencies but she then says She's going to find that uh, the government and the respondent have to have their their burdens of proof are both clear and convincing evidence standards. But in removal proceedings, uh, the department has the, their, the initial burden to promote to prove sorry re, uh, removability by clear and convincing standard, but the respondent in proving relief has burden of proof standard. Therefore, did, her did, did, did Mr. Um, Shazi put on any uh, expert testimony on mental health or did was all of the t- testimony from him? All the testimony was from him. What was submitted were uh, were were expert reports that we had obtained. Uh, no one. We didn't have any uh, individual individual expert come to testify. Um, no medical records. We did. We we had the medical records. Uh, well, yeah, there were records from his prior case and his. Di- there he was. Di- there were diagnoses of PTSD in the record, uh, I believe. Uh, yeah, but most and we. There were his yes. There were his criminal records as well from his recent most recent offenses, uh, leading up to this. There's some discussion on the record that we had provided in. Uh, it, in the proceedings, discussion on the record in the criminal case that we provided for the proceedings before the immigration judge, where the judge is noting, you're getting a second chance because of what has happened to you in the past, your diagnoses, your mental health issues that you have to keep working on. So yes, there were medical records in the, in the, um, in the record for the judge to look at, but she discounted those and kind of went uh held him to this uh standard that is not should not have been uh should he should not have been held to and just before i get to him in towards my rebuttal time i just want to touch on this rolla uh and um i guess uh basically in uh, the in this circuit uh there's been uh, i think six cases now that have addressed or touched on this rolla uh and i would state that uh this one is different. This one is different in that uh, there is evidence that was provided to the board after the individual hearing, uh, mostly from April 2019, if I believe, uh, and that evidence is material to uh, the identity documents that we argue he would be tortured upon 
uh, returning to Iraq and not having because uh, whether it's, he believes he's not an Iraqi citizen because Saddam Hussein stripped him of his uh, citizenship uh, on TV in Iraq in the 90s, whether or not that's true. But he would not, there, there's ample evidence in there about how it, difficult it would be him to, for him to get an Iraqi identification document. And you so, notice you just entered your rebuttal time. I did. And so on that, I would say that the the, the requirements under um, Marambo that he have had uh, exhausted remedies before the agency have been met and that the, the, uh, the respondents cannot sustain or that the, the factual there would have been that the factual finding by the board was inappropriate. And so I'll end there. Okay, thank you for your argument. Uh, Mr. Newell. Good morning, may it please the court. My name is Craig Newell and I'm here on behalf of the Attorney General. The court should deny Mr. Shazi's petition for, for review on all three of its major issues. Um, the first one, which was the majority of the this uh, Mr. Nielsen's discussion is the board's interpretations of the particular serious crime term in the withholding of removal statute. There's actually two interpretations uh, uh, that are being challenged and are at issue, and they are complementary to each other. And so to look at them, uh, we need to first look at the first one, which dates back to a 1987 board decision of Matter Carball that every circuit to have addressed it has deferred to, and that, that there's no uh, separate inquiry into the dangerousness of the individual. What the statute requires is to look at whether this person has been convicted of a particularly serious crime. And if he has, then he is therefore uh, considered a danger to the community of the United States. It's an inquiry into only the nature of the criminal actions themselves, the danger, dangerousness of the actions that he committed. We are not looking at the individual and trying to predict the likelihood of, of future misconduct. And as such, we don't look into personal characteristics such as uh, rehabilitation or other equities. And so um, with that interpretation in mind, um, which was reinforced and reiterated in the matter of NAN decision, um, the, the board issued the matter of GGS decision. And, it, and, and in that decision, it's not a blanket ban on evidence of one's mental health or mental condition at the time he committed his crime. It is one where uh, the evidence uh, cannot be considered uh, unless it, it came up in the criminal proceeding itself. This was a reasonable policy choice about an ambiguous term that the attorney general has uh, the discretion to set forth guidelines uh, to have the rule on. Um, well, counsel, let me ask you, just looking at uh, GGS itself yes. right now, a couple of the key sentences that cite just what you talked about say mental health does not relate to the pivotal issue in the serious crime analysis. And then it says circumstances and facts of what happened. And it says that two paragraphs later. Uh, it seems to me that that's part of the circumstances and facts of what happened. I see what, what you're asking, Your Honor. The circumstances and facts that are um, relevant in, uh, into this inquiry are those about the 
the, the outward actions that the person uh, committed, whether those uh, posed a danger uh, to others. When we're talking about one's mental health at the time uh, he committed that crime, that's an inward looking uh, to what that person was thinking at the time he or she committed his crime. That doesn't change the outward uh, dangerousness doesn't lessen the dangerousness of, say, here is a terroristic threat or in a case of an assault or any other kind of crime. We're looking at uh, the harm or potential harm of the crime. That's what makes it a particularly serious crime or not. And so, mental okay, address, health address the Barambo case, a uh, very well written opinion that cites NAM, doesn't cite GGS. It's a 2019 case of this court. Right. And it says that all reliable information will be considered. Of course, the conviction records, of course, sentencing information, as well as other information outside the confines of the record of conviction. And it quotes NAM. I don't think it quotes GGS at all. Aren't not. we, the panel, bound by that statement? You are bound by, by that statement. And, but in that case, matter of GGS did not come up because no... Um, no question about the person's uh, mental condition or mental status at the time of his proceeding, at the time he committed his crime, was at issue. What matter of GGS really, what it says is the board made a reasonable uh, policy decision. It says, yes, we look at all reliable information about these facts and circumstances and relevant information to that question of whether the crime was dangerous. But mental health evidence is not they decide the board decided that it is should not be considered uh, reliable or relevant unless the mental health was such a sub substantive uh, question that it did come up in the criminal courts. The board uh, believed that the criminal courts were in the best position to judge whether that mental health had an effect on, say, the the uh, the intent uh, uh, element of the crime or what I think is a better corollary is whether it was raised during sentencing. Here, here in immigration court, we're asking the seriousness of this crime. And that's well, counsel, counsel, many manner. of these cases are, let me interrupt you, many of these cases are state cases. There's no record of the sentencing. Some sentencings are very casual to the max degree. Uh, some sentences take days and there's no transcript and not required in many state courts, trust me. Uh, is, is that any kind of way to run the railroad? <laughs> As to the railroad in the state. Yeah, yes, yeah, so how to run the immigration courts and what the rule is about, well, right. we can look at the sentencing information when we can't even tell what it is. Right. The, it, the particular serious crime determination, it is the alien's burden uh, to establish uh, that he's not been convicted of, of one. So he needs to put forth uh, the, elephant, rel uh, the relevant evidence. Um, but ha what is, I think, m missing from both the Ninth Circuit's uh, rejection of it and from Mr. Shazi's argument is that this mental health evidence is pertains to the uh, is an inward-looking inquiry into into why this person committed the crime, why he or she acted the way uh, uh, he did at the time. That's not what the inquiry is. The board has consistently said from matter of Francescu to matter of NAM to matter of GGS that the inquiry is about the nature of the crime, its, its outward effects on others. That's what we're looking for. We're using the crime as a proxy to determine this person whether this person is a danger or not. 
to the community. And this was a so, reasonable so policy. Then, then how would, I mean, you're saying that you believe that under GGS, the immigration court could look at what happened at a sentencing if in fact there was a record for review. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yes, I, I am well, saying that, Your Honor. How does that comport with what you've just said? Because that's looking inward onto why the person did it and what an appropriate sentence might be based on their intent or motive or psychological. So I, I'm not really sure how your position of inward versus outward can can comport with this sort of, oh, but we'll look at it if it's at a sentencing. I think what I, I'm trying to say is if it was in the sentencing, means it, it will be taken under consideration. The, the question is, is, is then uh, when weighing the, these factors, does it, does it have a, 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 the, did it have the effect of lessening the dangerousness of the actions? Uh, in most circumstances, it's not. This mental health is being entered to try to mitigate or negate the culpability of one's actions, but it's the actions themselves that we are uh, looking at. So the board left some availability for uh, an inquiry into mental health. It didn't want to make a blanket ban because, as we all know, there, you can't predict all the possible circumstances where there might be a situation where someone's mental health uh, could have lessened the dangerousness, uh, the dangerousness that was posed by Zach. As I read the IJ and BIA's um, uh, opinions here, it seems like they felt both the IJ and the board were of the view that they could not look at it at all. Right, Your Honor, because under matter, they they applied matter of GGS, which which said that uh, unless it was considered in the criminal court proceedings, which he did not point to it being considered, uh, it wasn't taken into account. Um, and so, but what is noticeable from both the board's decision and and matter of uh, GGS is that they acknowledge they fully acknowledge the alien and and GGS and matter of Shazi's argument that that he's saying his mental health condition was I mean his violent actions were the result of his mental condition and they both reasonably came to the conclusion that, that yes that may be true, but that didn't lessen the dangerousness that his actions, in, in this case, opposed to the mother of his child in the presence of his child, or in any case, the lessens the dangerousness can of you, the actions. Can you show me where in GSS it acts like that you could take information or evidence or something from the sentencing and put it in? I, I like Judge Kelly, thought we you'd drawn a bright line here. In matter of GGS, it says that the um, the information, the mental health information, is not to be considered unless that it unless it was raised in the criminal uh, court proceedings itself. And then the board, um, the board then uh, gave examples. Uh, it's on page 345 of GGS. Examples of when it would have come up. Uh, such as well, uh, no, that, counsel, Steve. that's examples of how the. I thought they were saying that's how the criminal justice system would handle it. Where does it say what you're saying? That then, after it's in the criminal justice system, I realize your burden argument. I get that, but 
where does it then say that it can be used? I thought they were drawing a bright line. It doesn't, uh, um, it doesn't matter. It does say this, and I wish I could uh, find the exact quote. Uh, sorry. It, it in on page three forty five and three forty six it raises it when it comes up, and thus it uh, it is that that is that is the time that it would. Counselor, I don't see it on three forty five and three forty six. I'm looking at it like you are. Okay. I just don't. I just don't see that. Uh, you're welcome to do a twenty eight J letter, so we don't spend all our time with you and me looking at what okay. we can't see. I'm sorry. Uh, so I think on, uh, it, it is actually it is on the very the summation at the very beginning that sums it up on page 339, uh, the second paragraph says, we hold that a person's mental health is not a factor to be considered in a particularly serious crime analysis and that adjudicators, uh, meaning the agency adjudicators, are constrained by how mental health issues were addressed as part of the criminal proceedings, meaning part of the aliens criminal proceedings. So it's not a blanket ban, but they're constrained to, if, if it was such was of such a substantive uh, matter, it would have come up in the criminal Yeah, not to argue with you, for the sake of arguing with you, but the first words say a person's mental health is not a factor to be considered. That's, that looks like the bright line like Marambo and all these other cases are saying. But on page, uh, on page 339, where the board is stating it's holding, it's saying that you're... Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's just why I just quoted you, counsel. I just quoted you the first part of that. A person's mental health is not a factor to be considered, particularly serious crime analysis. I, that's what I quoted to you. That, is, that seems like the rule. The, the rule continues by saying that the adjudicators, meaning the immigration judges and the board, are constrained by how these mental health issues were addressed as part of the criminal proceedings. And that's why it discusses all, all the times on page 345 where it could okay. come up. But at I've, bottom, taken you, I've taken you into your rebuttal, uh, but we'll be okay. sure and give you two minutes at the I end. I'm sorry, okay. I don't need a rebuttal, Your Honor. Oh, I'm sorry. That's I, okay. I was, I, I was so worried about you. Thank I you forgot for, to watch the clock. Go ahead. Proceed. Protecting my my uh, potential rebuttal. And so that that is that is what's going on. But the the key to all of this is to remember that mental health evidence is 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 much more akin to a personal characteristic, such as rehabilitation or other equities. The question about a particular serious crime analysis is looking at the nature of those criminal actions themselves whether those actions, whether those outward actions pose the danger to others. That's what we're looking for because this particular serious crime determination is being served as a proxy for whether someone's a danger to the community. This was a reasonable policy uh, determination by the Attorney General. It was Congress left that, that, that determination in his hands because the withholding of removal statute, this is really balancing two things. It's balancing our requirement to protect uh, to international treaty obligations to protect uh, people who have been persecuted, but at the other time to protect our own citizens from aliens who, who have committed dangerous crimes and should not be allowed to remain in this country. And so for these reasons and the reasons presented in the brief, if there's no further questions, I, I, the government asks that the court deny Mr. Shazi's petition for review. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, thank counsel, you. for your argument. Uh, we're back to Mr. Nielsen for what's real rebuttal.
Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, and just to add to the discussion you were just having on page 345 of GGS, right here up at the top paragraph at the end, it says, we conclude that consideration of an alien's mental health as a factor in criminal in the criminal act falls within the province of the criminal courts and is not a factor to be considered in a particularly serious crime analysis. Uh, to me, that pretty much sounds like a bright line. And I was there when Judge Maisie uh, issued her decision, and I recall that it being pretty, we can't consider this uh, argument. Uh, I believe there are objections from the government stating that mental health is not a factor to be considered in the particularly serious crime analysis. Um, and as to uh, Judge Kelly asked a question earlier, if any of the mental health issues were in the record, uh, just flipping through on page 884 of the record, there's transcripts from a sentencing regarding, uh, that's where they're just having a discussion on the record of uh, Mr. Shazi's mental health and treatment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so there is mental health issues raised in sentencing. So even assuming there there was no bright line rule, then and and taking Mr. Newell's argument, uh, then the court should have considered it because the evidence wasn't there. The court, however, declined to consider uh, Mr. Shazi's mental health in its assessment in the particularly serious crime analysis. So. Either way, uh, the court, uh, the immigration court's decision um, uh, failed um, to fully account for the circumstances in that analysis. And so I, I, I however, would, would urge the court to find that the bright line rule established in GGS on that top of page 345, uh, that that is not appropriate. That should not be given deference uh, under Chevron to the board and to the IJ and to the agency um, in, in analyzing this for the multitude of reasons that have been mentioned, lack of records, lack of record keeping in criminal cases at the state level, uh, cases get old, get stale. You're looking back, here we're looking back almost 20 years uh, through his criminal history. And so thank you. Uh, and I would urge the, grant, the court to grant this petition. Okay. Uh, thank you, counsel, for your argument. Case number 19-2842 is, is, uh, is submitted for decision by the court.